You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm Eric Name, Milwaukee Bucks reporter at The Athletic Wisconsin. And joining me as always is my good friend and the founder of BrewHoop.com, Frank Men. And bringing you today's podcast is Himalaya. You can get Locked on Bucks on the brand new podcasting app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Bucks. Frank, my friend, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm, you know, happy the Bucks have a couple days off here to rest up in preparation for Thursday's game against the Sixers. Uh, nice to see Giannis making through yesterday on skates, so that's that's obviously nice. We'll see if we get Chris Milton back on Thursday. Um, and uh, also happy Giannis Sports Illustrated cover day, which hopefully will not be a Sports Illustrated jinx. Um it's the second time I guess he's made the cover, and I, I don't recall there being a jinx last time he made it. So uh, hopefully that, uh, that that carries on. Um, but obviously, always a, a very cool thing to see Giannis getting, um, you know, more of that national shine, which there has been plenty of this year, and deservedly so. But uh, pretty cool, pretty cool cover uh, for those who saw it um, today. And um, I don't know if it was cool as it, they're different. I thought the lighting on the one today, uh, was, was pretty darn cool. I thought the original one from a couple years ago is also a pretty cool picture, mm-hmm. um, and a pretty cool cover. Uh, I don't, I, I can't say I have like, you know, framed, um, you know, like covers of anything in my house, but those are pretty cool. Like, I guess if this was like, you know, 1992 and people still like read Sports Illustrated and got paper magazines and stuff. Like maybe that'd be more of a thing, uh, but but still pretty cool nonetheless. Even if it's more of a uh, thing we tweet out rather than something we pick <laughs> up at a newsstand. So uh, always cool to to see that recognition. Yeah, um, I, I'll be interested to to read the story uh, that goes along with it, and you know, kind of see what happens there. Uh, you mentioned national stuff. Frank Isola, my colleague over at the Athletic, wrote about the Bucks again. Uh, after getting to see them in Brooklyn last night. And uh, he had a little bit of a conversation with Mark Lazary. So if you want to hear, uh, or I shouldn't say hear, but if you want to see a little bit of that conversation um, and some of the things that Mark had to say, uh, you can go ahead and dig in. I would say nothing that's really going to shock anyone. Uh, you know, they talk about extending Giannis and whether or not he'd leave and MVP. Um, and, you know, I think you've probably heard most of those answers before, but uh, an interesting read nonetheless. And, you know, I, <laughs> we've been talking about, you know, like what to talk about. And, you know, I guess there's just kind of, for me, I, I think what's interesting is thinking about some of the like bigger picture ideas and, I think what we kind of landed on as we were talking about this is, you know, uh, 
how exactly do Bucks fans kind of handle all of this? Because when you think about when you think about this season, you have the best team in the league. Um, you know, we talked about. I think we mentioned the tweet last night, or maybe it ended up happening uh, before we uh, or after we recorded. But you know, there's the the stat from ESPN Stats and Info that uh, the Bucks have. 45, I believe, double-digit wins in the last seven teams to do that uh, all won the NBA Finals. And the only other one that didn't, I think, was the 16 San Antonio Spurs who got knocked out by, I think, one of the other teams that did that were the Golden State Warriors. Um, And, you know, like just kind of thinking through all of that, uh, where does your head go? Like where are expectations now? Like, how do you try to handle the idea that, you know, this team is grouped in with some really great teams? Like when you look at the underlying numbers, they almost exclusively are grouped with champions and historically great teams. And that's, that's a lot. Like, I, I feel like that's a lot to handle. Yeah. I mean, it, um, uh... I think the the anxiety just comes from expectation, which we haven't had. Um, but the flip side is, I think uh, you know, even with the Bucks, um, I, I think I've seen some some numbers of late that the Bucks are still the you know second favorites behind the Warriors to win the title this year. I mean, they're they're well behind the Warriors, but um, I think depending on some of the lines I saw, I mean, it was pretty clearly <clears throat> separated from you know, the Raptors and, and Sixers and Celtics in the East, which which I thought was interesting, you know, especially with some of the injuries of late, you know, I thought, especially the Brogdon injury, and then to a lesser extent, the Miritich injury, like that might give people an excuse to kind of say like, you know, people who maybe were starting to be like, oh shit, the Bucks are actually like this, this good. <laughs> like we're uh, end of the season and they haven't <laughs> cracked. Like they never had their slump. They just kept going. Um, you know, it's kind of like become normalized that the Bucks are, yeah, they're, they're just this good. And um, I did kind of wonder if, uh, if you know, even if they, uh, obviously we you know, still expected them to, to hang on to the best record, regardless, even when the Brogdon injury happened. But uh, I, I did kind of wonder, you know, would kind of the, you know, would, would Vegas, would uh, kind of the experts, you know, use that as to say, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm back off the Bucks. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to throw my, my belief behind some other team. Um, but you know, ultimately, uh, you know, Tam Haberstra had a great, um, article recently and he was on, uh, oh gosh, what podcast was it? Oh, it was, uh, the real GM podcast with Danny LaRue, um, talking about, uh, he talked about the MVP race a lot, but also talked about how, like, you know, the idea of late season momentum and teams like coming together at the right time, like how that's basically a myth, like, you know, teams late in seasons, like it, it there's very little correlation between finishing strong in the regular season and being good in the playoffs. And, you know, actually the first 10 games of your season have are much, you know, much better indicators of how good you're going to be in the playoffs than, than late in the season. And obviously a lot of that, you know, probably, especially in the last few years, just due to rest and things like that. But um, you know, the, the flip side as well, like a team like the Sixers win 16 straight without Joel Embiid going into the playoffs last year and, you know, they have a nice first round series and then completely fall apart in the second round. So, um, so on the one hand, it's like a lot of the, a lot of kind of like what's been happening on the court here over in, in, in April. I mean, it's basically like, 
a second preseason, which is kind of weird. But like you look at like lineups and rosters and guys being rested, like it, it really is kind of like October all over again, um, where teams are preparing for the second season, sort of like they prepare for the regular season in the preseason almost. Um, so on the one hand, like you kind of, you know, don't want to make, I don't think there's that much to be made of, of the last few weeks of the season and the numbers kind of bear that out. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just been kind of interesting. Cause I think everybody's, I think Bucks fans were now pretty accustomed to like the Bucks are just this good. Like, you know, we'll see what happens in the playoffs, but regular season wise, the Bucks are legitimately this good. You know, I don't hear people, you know, I hear, I hear more people talking about how deep and talented they are and, you know, kind of rationalizing why they're good rather than trying to come up with reasons why they're really not that good. Um, yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think, I think there'll still be a lot of, well, they don't really have a second superstar and some of that stuff. We'll, we'll still hear that for sure in the playoffs. I mean, if they, God willing, make it out of the East and, you know, or, or, the, or to play the Warriors in the finals, we'll certainly hear that. And, and I understand that, right? I mean, the Warriors have, you know, five all-stars technically on that roster and they've won, you know, three titles with largely that group. I mean, that's understandable. I'm not, I'm not going to say that, you know, the Bucks being a clearly better regular season team this year should, should make them favorites over the Warriors. Um, but I think as far as like everybody else, <clears throat> you know, I think people, I think people kind of have become used to it a bit. Um, and it's a little weird because now there is that sense of expectation. Um, but I think, you know, it's like, you see the number you mentioned about the, uh, you know, the, the, the number of teams that have won these double digit games. Um, it's, I think it's a confidence booster, you know, to feel like, okay, like these bucks are legit and what they're doing and doing it, how they're doing it should make us feel confident that they're, you know, I think we're over, you know, them being like, well, they could lose in the first round. You know I mean? I think we're, we're all very confident in that. And um, a lot of confident they can, you know, compete with anybody in the East for sure. Um, but, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of more, it's weird. I thought, I, I still think that once I get to the playoffs, like I'm going to be on pins and needles every game because like it's, it, it means so much. Like, it's not just like, well, it'd be nice to win the first round series. Cause you know, you're underdogs. Like if you don't, it's a freaking disaster, right? I mean, if you lose in the second round, I don't know if I'd call it a disaster, but it's going to be a huge disappointment, you know? Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of wild. Like we're used to second round being the goal. Uh, and now second round is, you know, well short of the goal. So I, I think ultimately, you know, it's, it, we'll just have to see kind of how things go, but I think, um, you know, there was the article in the, in the paper today about, uh, from Matt Velasquez about Malcolm Brogdon progressing seemingly pretty well, no indication that he's, his timeline from his plantar fascia tear is, is any, you know, different from what it originally was expected. But, um, you know, he seemed to spin it actually in a pretty positive way that, that this actually is going to help him get past sort of the soreness he was experiencing previously. So, um, you know, again, I think as long as Brogdon's back and close to what he was, um, I think it's, it's, it's understandable that the Bucks would still be the favorites to come out of the East. And I don't know, I'm, I'm just really excited to, to feel, to have that kind of level of confidence going into the playoffs. Cause I've never had that before. Um, you know, even when the bucks went to the East finals, I don't know, I was, what was I at the time? Uh, 20 years old. I, I didn't really think about it as much. I was just coming home from college and went to a, 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 a East finals game, but I wasn't, can't remember like really thinking about it in the same way that I do now. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's, there's anxiety, but I think for me, the, the, 
excitement sort of trumps the anxiety. And I think obviously so much of it has to do with the fact that, you know, you've got Giannis and nobody else does. <laughs> and it starts with that and all these other guys. And especially assuming that guys get healthy, um, you know, you really feel like you got a real squad behind him. Yeah, it it's really kind of interesting because, you know, as you go through this, you, you think about this team and all the numbers that they're putting up. And I've mentioned it on radio a couple times now, but I just think back to to last Tuesday and the Bucks just thumping the Rockets and just being like, man, that's it's one of the better teams in the Western Conference. Like they're they're playing some of the best basketball of, of anyone out there right now, and again, like obviously it is the funny season uh, of the the NBA season. So like uh, maybe it doesn't mean a lot, and you know maybe they're just kind of trying to put things together and just playing a little bit better as of late. But you know, like you just kind of think through, um, you know, at the start of the year, what what would have meant to beat the Rockets by fourteen? And I mean, really, that that game could have been much worse if the Bucks try a little bit harder in the fourth quarter. Um, but like, I think all of us would have been like, "Damn, the Bucks beat the Rockets by by fourteen! Like they really took it to them." And I think we'd be like really impressed. And now it's a little bit more ho hum. And you know, like the the thing I start thinking about is because of the collective baggage of the franchise and you know, like what we've seen from them throughout our lives, like do like, am I in a spot now where how I'm going to be wrong about the bucks in the playoffs is not whether or not they beat these teams, but how badly they beat them. Like, is it going to be a situation where all of a sudden the bucks get to the playoffs and you know, all the numbers that told us that they're really damn good and no one else is really around them, like all kind of come through and, and it isn't just a regular season thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, in the second round, they they beat the Celtics in five uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like it goes on. It only goes to six games or something like like I'm I'm curious, like if that is because the numbers are just so overwhelming. And, you know, like the best predictor we have for the postseason is the regular season. Like, again, like you can you can only extrapolate so much. And and like I'm not saying like season series between teams is what you're looking at. But like, you know, when a team dominates to the level that the Bucks have dominated this year, typically they're pretty damn good in the playoffs. And like the these other the other couple teams like the Raptors have been very good this year. Um but like obviously not Bucks good, but like you know like the Sixers and Celtics, like teams that that aren't that good during the regular season, like you know don't you know a lot of the time end up being really great postseason teams. Like they're they're going to struggle a little bit. So I don't know. Like that's that's kind of the part that I'm really struggling with it, it, in my head right now. It's like am am I allowing the the <laughs> just kind of everything that any of us have ever known about the bucks. Like they're going to screw it up. Like never trust the bucks, like all that stuff. Like, am I letting all of that, like kind of fool me into thinking the, the Eastern conference playoffs should, 
are going to be closer than they should be. Like that's the part I really struggle with because, you know, there is still somebody that's like, you know, in the playoffs, it, it, it could be cl- much closer and, you know, maybe they're not as, is, you know, well suited to take advantage of all these teams in the playoffs, but you know, they did it a bunch during the regular season. So, so why not? I, I don't know. It, it's, I, I'm really struggling with it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I, I haven't even like thought of it to, to that level of detail. Right. I mean, I, I don't know the anxiety, you know, if they go down in a series, right. Like they lose game one of whether it's first round or, or any round. Right. I mean, that, that's the downside of, of having home court <laughs> yeah. is that you lose the first game and suddenly you're on your heels, you've lost home court. Um, and, you know, again, I mean, there's you still have six games left and you're the better team. So th- you have a lot of, you know, you have a lot of, rope to, to, to still come back and figure things out. But, um, but I think as a fan, <laughs> yeah. you know, I think the real test for me <laughs> emotionally is going to be, you know, if they lose game one of, of any series, um, cause we know they're going to have home court in every series. Uh, you know, there's almost like that, that level of comfort when you're on the road to start because you're just thinking, I'll oh, just take one. Right. Yep. And you swung just it. Win you, one of two, you swung the right? series. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I think that's probably going to be, be a test for me. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, to be honest, you know, the, the thing is as well, um, you know, last year's Bucks team for not going out of, for not making it out of the first round, you know, there was at least some valuable experience in that they, you know, they go down 0-2. Um, they lose one of those games in really heartbreaking fashion. Um, and they responded in a really encouraging way when they came back home to Milwaukee, you know, game three, just, you know, blow out awesome energy. Um, game four, uh, you know, win a close game. Um, game five, you know, lose again on the road. Game six, bounce back and do it again at home. You know, I think, I think, at least having that experience is it's it's still instructive, right? I mean, it's not like these guys have never played in the playoffs before or something like that. Um, you know, Giannis has performed at a high level in the playoffs. Chris obviously last year was great. You know, Bledsoe is obviously probably the big question mark just with that weirdly off kilter performance um, against uh, against the Celtics a year ago. Um, so, but, but, you know, they, they at least have some experience to draw on and they have a full season of like, you know, we're a different team. This is a different coaching staff and there's confidence that they can do this. And obviously the coaching staff, you know, but has not won a title as a head coach, but he's won titles as an assistant and he's gone to, you know, the East finals as a coach, he's you know advanced past the first round multiple times. So it's not like he's some, you know, greenhorn guy who's trying to figure out what playoff basketball is like. Right. I mean, um, that, that's not like an alt. it's not like some new thing for him. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think, I, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to judge it in some ways too, because I think, you know, I mean, I, viewed it, I was just talking about it, like the, if you go down a game from, from my perspective as a fan, but I think, you know, there are also some positives. I mean, if, if, if they can survive a tough series in the first or second round, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing um, in the sense that, you know, if they, if they don't get tested much, um, then maybe, you know, maybe there is an advantage to having a little bit of a dog fight or to go down a game or, you know, face a little bit of adversity in the first round or two. Um, because if you're trying to go, you know, three or four rounds deep, yeah, you'd love to be the Warriors from a couple of years ago and, you know, lose one game in the entire playoffs and just completely dominate. But, you know, I'm not going to, put the pull bucks to that standard yet. So, um, <laughs> so I think you just kind of, I don't know, you, you know, I think you just, you just kind of let it ride. And, um, you know, as a fan, it's just, I'm, I'm going to be, oh man, I'm, I'm just going to be, I, I'm going to be just 
it's horrible to be around probably in some of these games. Like I'm going to be so, uh, you know, just walking around <laughs> pacing. We're going to need one of those wise cameras set up in my, my, my living room. Um, so people can see me, you know, <laughs> screaming into pillows after Giannis misses a pair of free throws or, um, you know, kicking and jumping around when, uh, when bucks do, do things that are good. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's going to be, man. I mean, it, it's just weird. This is a totally different ballgame. It's like, oh yeah, now we get to actually go into the playoffs and have expectation. Like yes. there's pressure that comes with that, but I think it's also, you know, this is why, this is why as a fan, you, you, you put in all those years rooting for teams that sucked because you hope that one day you can get to, to this level and, and have a team that has legitimate expectations. And I think one of the interesting things that, um, you know, I don't, again, like, I mean, what I just said, right. Like the last couple of weeks of the season, they don't, you know, record wise, they don't say much about how a team's going to play in the playoffs. Um, but I think it's, I think it's interesting. I mean, I think if you're going to spin sort of the injuries for the bucks in a positive light, and obviously this is all contingent on them ultimately getting healthy. Um, because, you know, I don't think their margin of error is so great that they can, you know, expect to, I mean, maybe you, maybe you could come out of the East without one of your key guys. Um, I think that's possible for sure. Um, but are you going to, you know, beat the Warriors with, you know, one of your main guys hurt? Like, I mean, that that's probably asking a lot. Um, but I think one of the positives is, you know, seeing the way Connaughton and, you know, um, Sterling Brown, uh, you know, Urson as well, you know, has been playing much better of late. Um, seeing away a lot of these guys have sort of rounded into form while other guys have been hurt. Um, you know, you hope that that maybe also increases the likelihood that, that maybe they can continue to carry some of that confidence over into, into the playoffs or, or at least be ready to step up, you know, if their number is called, right? Because, I mean, that, that that's obviously was the downside of the Bucks' health this season is that good players had to spend, you know, weeks at a time without really seeing much action. And, you know, we've talked about how, you know, Sterling Brown didn't play at all early in the season, you know, Pat Connaughton had long stretches, especially in the middle of the season where, where he didn't play. Um, you know, those guys have been probably the, the best example of guys who took their time, right. And were patient, did what was needed. And then when they have their opportunity now, they've been really taking advantage of it. And so, you know, again, you hope that you don't cut to the point of needing, you know, Tim Frazier to, to actually be, be playing big minutes in a playoff game. Um, but I think we're at the point where, you know, can you list off 12 guys, 13 guys, maybe that you'd be comfortable, you know, playing real minutes in, in, in playoff games. Like, you know, I, I mean, I'm trying to think on this roster, I mean, Powell and Tim Frazier and Dante, right. right? So, so let's say 12 guys, you know, the other 12 guys, I'm, I'm good with them playing. Like I'm not, you know, again, like we can argue about, you know, Ursan versus DJ and matchups and, and some of those things, obviously. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I think that I think that's a lot of my confidence. It's kind of been one of the weird things, right, is that, you know, it's kind of been like a sneaky storyline here with, with all the worries about injuries. The Bucks obviously haven't like set the world on fire since a lot of these injuries hit. But they've been good, right? They haven't been like incredible, incredible, but they've still been good. And I think that really speaks to how they have systematized kind of the greatness of this team. Like it is, it is just something, something they, they understand how to play. The coaching staff has everybody on the same page and you know, it, it works. It works when Malcolm Brogdon is out. It can work when Chris Middleton is out. We've seen it even work reasonably well, at least offensively when Giannis is out. Um, you know, I think that's a really encouraging thing that this team, you know, in contrast to a team like the Sixers, which, can look great 
when they're fully healthy and Embiid is, you know, at the peak of his powers. Um, but like a team like the Sixers also feels fragile in a way that I don't view the Bucks as being fragile. Um, and, you know, from their just floor like a, is just so damn high. Like their floor yeah, yeah. is incredibly high game to game. Like, yeah, I, I, I struggle to think of a game where like, you know, they're just going to get blown out. Like even the nights where we've seen them shoot like garbage, like they're still in games because of that depth, because of how solid they are all the way through. And like, that's, that's where, you know, I really started to think about like, you know, just how good this team can be. Like <laughs> you, you think of, I think so often as we've watched the Bucks play in the playoffs the last couple of years, you think of surviving when certain guys come in, yeah. right? Like you're like, ugh can the Bucks survive these these eight minutes when Giannis is out? And it's just like, obviously you're going to be thinking about that. Like yeah, with Giannis out, you're, you're going to be hoping to try to get through, but like you don't feel it that same way this year. Like the, the whether or not they're going to score a bunch, like you know that that defense when George Hill is around, Sterling Brown is around and, you know, DJ Wilson or, or whoever else, like, it, when those guys are around, the defense is going to be solid. So, that, like I, that to me is like one of the big differences is like obviously the depth um, doesn't play as big of a of a role in the playoffs, but like just the fact that you don't have to think like shit, Shabazz Muhammad's going to have to play a couple minutes tonight. Like <laughs> that, are you know, like th- those are just the facts of life last year that like there was going to have to be someone that you were going to put in that game where it's just like, oh man. De- Delhi's gonna have to play. Shit. All right. Like, you know, try to play him with Giannis or like do something that you can get through these minutes. And like, you just don't feel that, feel that with this team. Yeah. Or like, you know, man, is Joe Prunty or Jason Kidd gonna play Jet, you know, 18 straight minutes while Tony Snell just stares from the bench, you know, like, (laughs) like stuff like that. Right. I mean, um, no, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, I think there's just a lot more confidence in, you know, from, from the roster on down to, to the coaching staff, I think it's, it's absolutely a plus. And um, so, I, I mean, I alluded to the Sixers. I mean, let me, let me ask you the question. We, we talked about this a little bit recently, but um, I mean, how would you, how would you kind of handicap um, the various uh, kind of competitors for the East title this year? Uh, and, and I don't know, I mean, like a lot of these companies like, Oh, who do you fear? And it's like, no one, you know, um, I don't know. If, I don't know if anyone is, is scary in the East per se. Um, I think I think you can paint me a picture where any of three other teams could beat the Bucks um, under like non crazy circumstances in a, in a series. Um, but I, you know, again, I I, I think you can kind of. I think there there's some very different teams <laughs> that that are are in that grouping. Um, and I'm, I'm curious, I and mean, we've talked about it not, not that long ago, but like where, where kind of is your head at in terms of, um, sort of how you'd assess, we know you don't believe any team in the first round can, can scare the bucks and you were not even willing to entertain that. So fine, we won't talk about that. Um, but as far as, uh, the teams that are in the top, you know, four or five, um, who, who would you kind of highlight as that's the team I'm, I'd be most, or let's say to say, I don't want to say you know, most concerned about, but maybe least surprised if they could um, beat the Bucks in a series or come out of the East. And again, you, you can take this a couple of ways. Teams that are, you know, most likely to get through the entire bracket or teams that specifically could beat the Bucks. Yeah, 
this the strange part of all this is is that you know like i i should move off of them because they've just been you know such a uh, mediocre is too strong but just like a an okay but like like a, a little bit better than than good basketball team but you know i i just keep imagining al horford and just the way that he's played and uh, my colleague at the athletic Jay King just wrote this article about, you know, when, when Horford's on the floor, this is, you know, a really great Celtics team. Um, and you know, maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration, but the numbers are great with Horford on the floor. And, you know, once you get to the postseason, he plays a little bit more. And I, I just think back to last year where it was like, you know, even when the bucks went small, we're like, okay, like we'll, we'll throw Giannis on him. Like, Giannis didn't really have much for him and Giannis has gotten stronger and he's gotten to be a better defender, but you know, like he still struggled against Al Horford. And uh, then, you know, you, you throw in the fact that the bucks and how they deal with pick and pop bigs. Like, I, I just think that there's, there's the potential there specifically in that matchup. And then just, you know, with Al Horford in particular that, you know, maybe the Celtics could, could really give the Bucks a run. And, you know, that's not even mentioning Kyrie Irving. And uh, by the time this art, by the time this podcast drops, I'll have an article uh, that comes out at the athletic talking about, you know, the, the all defensive candidacies of Eric Bledsoe, Brooke Lopez, Giannis Tedekumbo. And, you know, Bledsoe this entire year has made elite guard struggle. Like it, it's been in different ways, but the best of the best guards in the NBA have have struggled against the Bucks, and that includes Kyrie Irving. Um, and you know, like I think there's a certain level of confidence you have this year with Bledsoe going up against guys like that, because I think more often than not, when there's a challenge placed in front of him, he he really gets up for it and he's really excited about it. But you know, like. Kyrie Irving in game seven of the NBA finals still exists. Like that's, that's still, it's still the same guy. And, you know, maybe he's, he's not exactly what he was in Cleveland. And, you know, he doesn't have LeBron James alongside him, but he's got a pretty good team. And, you know, like that, that is the team that I just can't move off of. And maybe I should, and, and maybe the the Sixers or the Raptors are are a bigger challenge, but those are, are the, I think honestly, the two players that might strike the most fear in my heart, uh, uh, thinking through guys in in the Eastern Conference. I mean, I've also seen Giannis like just give Al Horford buckets for like entire games enough he, that I'm he will I'm, do that. I'm really yeah. not. Um, I mean, Horford probably scares me more offensively than than defensively, just because. You know, if if the Bucks are hopefully, giving... I, my explanation did not sound like I was worried about what he can do defensively. Like, hopefully, my explanation did not make you think I'm at all concerned about him covering Giannis. Okay, it sounded like you were you, you thought that he gave Giannis a lot of problems defensively in the playoffs last year. I thought you that was what you were implying. Um, and I no, I thought I meant Giannis playing defense on him, like Horford oh, okay. just put him in the post and. Oh, okay, I see. Okay, good, Sorry. good clarification. Um. Yeah, and, and the, the, the interesting thing, though, is something that goes back to, I mean, the beginning of the season, right? When we kind of were like, maybe in the, maybe in the preseason, we were like, why the Bucks don't need to go with Giannis at center to like maximize their offense anymore because of Brooke Lopez. And I think that's, that's really important because 
you know, last year, I think it, it, you know, with the exception of like kind of the Thon minutes, it did feel like the Bucks had to put Giannis at center in order to spread the floor in the way that they needed to um, around Giannis. And that obviously meant that there were, you know, more, a lot more time where he would have to defend Al on the other side versus now you don't have that problem. And so it be, actually becomes, becomes kind of the reverse where you're not worried about Horford um, down low. You're worried about what he can do from the perimeter, you know, as a dribble handoff guy, making good decisions as a passer and spotting up and, and shooting threes. And obviously, um, you know, it's not like he's like some high volume lights out three point shooter, but, you know, obviously we've seen the Bucks will tend to concede, you know, good looks at threes to, to big men. And, um, you know, again, like that, that's the kind of thing that, that, he may benefit from. And um, I don't know. I mean, well, obviously I think that's something that, that, that could, um, that could be a problem. He's a great player. He's also had some knee injuries. So, and again, like it seems like he has not been necessarily at full strength and been a little surprised. Cause it, when I, I still feel like when I watch him play, like he happens to have good games when I watch the Celtics. Um, but in aggregate, like, you know, there's also been some certain signs from him and he's had a lot of games where he hasn't been, um, been at his best. Um, and yeah, I mean, a Kyrie, I find so annoying. So I'm always a little anxious that he might actually, you know, have an incredible series. Um, has never won a playoff game without LeBron James though. So, um, it's worth noting, worth noting. Um, I think, um, I, I feel like I, uh, I, I'll say this, the team that I, it's close between the Celtics. It's well, it's close between all the teams. Um, I think, Coming into the season, I might have said that I would least want to lose to the Celtics as a Bucks fan because they beat us last year and, you know, Celtics fans are annoying. I lived in Boston too long. I have too many friends who are Boston sports fans. Um, I feel like they've been so kind of humbled by this season. And I just maybe it's because I just don't view them. As, I mean, they're just less. Of, they obviously be, look like less of a threat than, you know, we thought at the beginning of the season. So maybe they've kind of dropped down a rung. I mean. I think Embiid I think Embiid next year is going to be in the MVP conversation. Um he's mm-hmm. been kind of on the outskirts of it. I think he is so close. He's basically like the Sixers just being a little bit more functional and competent from being right there competing with Giannis and Harden for the MVP. Um I think And him probably playing a little bit more, right? Like was he gonna get by the end of there? Sixty five, sixty eight, somewhere in there? Yeah, I don't I yeah, I, and I don't know offhand. He's he's obviously he hasn't missed like, you know, uh, a month of a season yet, so it's been kind of like here and there. He's missed, you know, stretches of games and I think it has added up um a bit, you know, especially now that he's missing missed the last few games as well. Um but I think if he's healthy, and that's obviously always the caveat with Embiid, I think if he's healthy, um he could be absolutely right there, you know, for the next years, yeah. right? Um, and so I think Joel is, he's the individual player I fear the most. Um, you know, I think Kawhi is obviously the, probably the other candidate for that. Um, but I feel like Kawhi also kind of takes the Raptors a little bit out of what the Raptors do well to some extent, um, offensively, uh, obviously he's, he's, you know, great defensively. Uh, and I also feel like Embiid's defensive impact though also is like, like they're not, typically going to put Kawhi on Giannis um, and like Embiid we saw even though he hung 52 on the Sixers he actually didn't shoot that well when um, when Embiid was guarding him he was 7 out of 16 against Joel and I think that Joel is as well suited to, to anybody 
um, at, at at least slowing Giannis down and, and bothering him when he's driving and stuff like that. So um, I, that's why I think it's going to be interesting if they if they're both playing on Thursday because you know like we saw with Gobert first game Giannis had some struggles against him kind of trying to figure out what kind of what he could get away with and how he sort of had to attack him. Um, you know it's like trying to you know I mean it's like trying to wrestle a bear or something. It's like, where do you even begin with this, this thing? Um, but by the second game, obviously he was just destroying Gobert and, and obviously the Sixers as much as, you know, Embiid might've bothered Giannis a little bit, you know, ultimately they, they couldn't do anything with Giannis overall. And so I think it'll be interesting to see. I, I would imagine Joel will once again, guard Giannis a fair bit in that game. Um, unless, you know, baby, baby, big baby, Ben Simmons, uh, cries and demands to guard Giannis or something like that. But I don't think that's going to work out that well for, for Ben. Um, so I think, I think Joel is the guy I fear the most in the East. So on some level, you know, in, in the spirit of uh, the, you know, the team of the best player tends to win the series type stuff. I think Embiid is the guy who I think has the best chance of being the best player in a series over Giannis. Um, so I, I think the Sixers on some level scare me because of that. And just because, you know, again, like they have a lot of talent and, um, you know, playing your starters extended minutes in the playoffs, the the effect of having a crappy bench will be felt a little bit less. Um, and, you know, we saw it in the last game, like Jimmy Butler. I mean, hey, closer Jimmy Butler was a thing against the Bucks in that game. He he played really well and mm-hmm. he obviously made big shots. Um, and I, I do think the Bucks match up well with the Sixers in many ways because they have, you know, a guy in Brooke who can physically, you know, hang with, with Embiid, but also be able to stretch the floor for Giannis. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, I think, I think absolutely the Sixers are, are, are an interesting team. I don't think they figured it out. Um, and I don't know if they will figure it out, but I think with Embiid, they have a chance at least. Um, and so I think Toronto is the team that has generally scared me the most, all season because I mean they've obviously been the best team other than the Bucks in the East. <laughs> they have their um, shit together. They have their shit together. Yeah, I mean they have systematized something. They're the only other team in the East, yeah. um, and maybe even in the league. I think that you could argue has systematized things with as high a degree or close to as high a degree of success as the Bucks. And you know we see it because they have missed you know Kawhi a ton of games. They have missed Lowry a ton of games, and it doesn't seem to matter that much. Um, yep. They just are a very well-coached, um, you know, well-oiled machine. And, you know, Siakam is great when those guys are out of the game and they can, you know, really hurt you even even when they aren't playing their, their kind of best, you know, best player. Um, so I think there's a great argument for Toronto. But the flip side is, I mean, as many games as they've won, you know, the point differential isn't isn't great. It's worse than last year. And, you know, with all these injuries and with Kawhi just taking, you know, every third game off, I, I definitely would say there's that question of like, all right, well, like, right, you know, like it's not like this is the Warriors who've won three titles and, you know, you guys have reason to believe you can just flip a switch. Um, like, yep. is have you guys figured things out? Have you guys really figured out how to kind of get the most out of, you know, the, 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 the entire, the entire machine as it were to, to actually come out of the East. I mean, I think the talents for sure there, I think they were the most talented team coming into the season in the East. Um, at least in my view before the bucks really obviously proved that, that they were that team. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I definitely don't want to count the Raptors out, but I think 
Um, I, I would say this. I think the Raptors are the second best team. I think the Sixers on some level because of Embiid scare me maybe as much as the Raptors. Um, but uh, I, I think it's fun, right? I mean, again, it, I, uh, I'm not competitive enough to say that I like having teams that are great uh, <laughs> alongside the Bucks in the East. I would happily have the East be really uh, weak at the top and have the Bucks be the clear <laughs> favorite and just, you know, like some of the uh, LeBron teams like really not have a lot of competition as they have the, the past few years. If, if last year's Celtics were the, you know, best team aside from the Bucks, I would feel way better than I do right now where I feel like they're much better teams out there. Um, but uh, it's, it's definitely going to be, there's no, there are definitely no slam dunks when it comes to this. And, and in some ways I'm a little surprised some that some of the, the betting odds have been as sort of favorable to the Bucks because um, to me, it's just that, you know, people are actually beginning to, um, you know, pay attention to the Bucks regular season dominance and, and actually, you know, put stock in like some of those stats that, that we've seen um, thrown around and, um, that, that show the Bucks are, you know, historically, historically great. Um, and I think, so I'm just, I'm just looking at some online odds. This is actually, these actually appear closer. These are some Bovada odds. And I know, I think real gamblers don't like Bovada that much, but the, the, this, these guys have, um, and this was a week ago, uh, Warriors minus 220, Bucks plus 850, Raptors plus 950, Sixers plus 1100. That's actually a lot closer than I thought I saw last time, more recently. Um, but it, it's, it, it is interesting to, um, to kind of see sort of where, where those things kind of, kind of stack up. And I'm to put any. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at here some, okay, here's some 2019 NBA championship odds. This is bet online. Warriors minus 200, Bucks plus 800, Rockets plus 1,000, Raptors plus 1,200, Celtics plus 1,400, Sixers plus 1,400. This is also a week ago. I, I'm guessing it's not substantively different from then from them. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty weird to see. But you know, I still always would find it funny at the beginning of every season, you know, they put the title odds for every team. And I just remember, like, you know, even the worst teams, like, or, like, super mediocre teams like the Bucks, which had no chance to win, would be, like, two or three hundred to one. And I'd always think, like, why, why, why is, why are, why are the odds even that good? Like, why, why is it even, like, there's no scenario where, you know, the Bucks, the pre-honest Bucks, uh, would ever have any chance of winning a title. Um, but, uh, it, yeah, it's definitely weird to now be in suddenly these, like, oh, no, they have, like, a really legitimate chance to win and i mean mm. if you look at some of the more uh, metric based models like the warriors um in the 538 yeah. model 77 percent chance of making the finals 59 percent of winning bucks 44 percent of making the finals 15 percent winning um raptors 42 percent and 14 percent so like right behind the bucks and then the only other team that i mean nobody else no other team is close um but the rockets are 13 percent and six percent um, Sixers and Celtics are one percent or or lower of of chance of winning the finals, which is interesting, right? Because I would say the Sixers have a better than one percent chance of winning the finals, but um, you know, then you think about it in practicality, getting to the East and then actually being the Warriors, uh, that's going to be tough for any for, you know, that's not going to be trivial for for any team to do. Um, and uh, and I don't know, is it, do, what, I mean, where, where do those numbers like th- does that feel like right to you? Um, because part of me is just like, I don't even know, I don't even know what, what's, you know, I, I know this is based on, you know, analytics and all that, but I don't even know how to assess it. I can't tell you if it, if it seems right or wrong or, you know, stupid or bad, because part of me is like, well, the Bucks could beat the Warriors and, you know, we could go back, we could look back on it and they'd be like, you know, the Pistons or, 
um, you know, some of these other teams that it was like, well, they were just, it, they were playing, they were hiding in plain sight. They were the best damn team all year long. You know, it, they could be a team like that if they actually pulled this off. Um, and it'd be, it'd be fascinating, you know, how we'd view it, you know, 20 years from now, would, would we even like say like, oh man, I can't believe they beat the Warriors, right? It might be just like, no, they were historically great. So they won the title. Simple as that. I mean, that's why, like, I thought the start of our conversation, I was so interested is because, you know, during that, like, I started to wonder, like, man, have I really pushed too far in that direction? Like, you know, the the gambling odds say this and, you know, just like the general odds say that, you know, the Bucks, I don't know, should or definitely are one of two teams in the East with the Raptors that they could get out and, you know, the other teams aren't as likely. And it's like, am I really just like, have I swung too far the other way? But, you know, like then as we started to talk about teams that you might fear and uh, then all of a sudden it was like, you know what? Yeah. You know, I, that, that does seem crazy that the bucks could, could go out there and, uh, you know, just like really put a beat down on the East. And it's like, Oh, and I, I don't, I, I truly don't know. Like my, my brain just, as we've had this conversation, I've felt three or four different ways, like on um, things that I, as it was coming out of my mouth, I was saying, I was like, you know what? That doesn't seem quite right. Or as you've been talking, if I'm like, Oh, you know, maybe that's a good point by Frank. Like, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's just a, a really weird spot in, I guess maybe part of it is just not being used to it or, or not really, you know, thinking that this is a, a juggernaut type team, but uh, I mean, this, this is a really good team. And um, I don't know, like it, it just feels like, you know, maybe that's not the new normal because it could be very different next year. But for this season, that's, that's kind of what it is that, you know, the bucks are, are the, are the team to be in the East and uh, other teams are, are looking at them. And, you know, as you said before, like thinking like, Oh, you know, if we can steal one in those first two games, like, you know, maybe we can steal this series. Like I, I, you know, I'm used to not being robbed. Um, I'm, I'm used to being the one that is attempting to do the stealing, to do the thievery. Uh, and the bucks are just in a very different spot this year. So uh, we'll have to see how all of that plays out. Anything else you have, Frank? The other thing I'd say is it's interesting because I, I don't feel nearly as vested in the MVP outcome as, as I might've thought I would be um and and I think it is so much because the bucks are so good that you know it's it's just and it's I mean this is kind of what Giannis always talks about right? like you just win games and then all that stuff takes care of itself um and then obviously the right the MVP is a regular season award um so I, I I mean I want Giannis to win regardless but you know it's one of those things it's like I it's it be, especially because it comes after the season now you know like it's not like it's it's so far off that it's kind of like well whatever right i mean if the bucks are awesome and accomplish the almost unspeakable and actually were to win you know a championship then who cares if he wins mvp or not like clearly he will have just you know clearly everyone will be like yeah he's the guy now <laughs> um you know and it'll almost be just more it'll almost be like funny if he doesn't win it because it's like oh yeah you guys got that wrong um or the versus the flip side of you know if he if they lose in the second round and then he wins it then you know will it feel like oh it's like tainted you know it, it's it's such a weird it's such a weird thing because it's like the expectation for this team is is just kind of beyond individual awards at this point um, that like the MVP has gone from you know being the this incredible thing that like I mean 
five years ago, I just couldn't imagine having a player on the Bucks actually be contending or a favorite to win the MVP to now like, hey, let's not get distracted by the MVP because that's not the goal. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like some like crusty old coach or something like that. Um, but it, like in the past, it, it would have been like a consolation prize, right? Like, okay, well, yeah. you know, they don't have a chance in the playoffs. So at least let, let you know. Give us our, yeah, let our guy get MVP because that's right? that's all we, that's what we can yeah, right. Yeah, that that's what you could reasonably like hope for. Like, oh, you know, well, at least uh, at least they got the MVP. But yeah, like uh, it, it is on to thinking about uh, bigger and better things, and it's a uh, it, it's a pretty wild spot to be in. So um, that's going to be it for us for tonight. Uh, we'll see about tomorrow. I'll be traveling on my way to Philly, so um, might have a pod, might not. Uh, but if not, we will have one for you after the game against the Sixers on Thursday night going into Friday morning. So uh, that is going to be it for us for tonight. Uh, a reminder to get this show every day, subscribe to Lockdown Bucks on the new Himalaya podcast app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked on Bucks. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to this show on the new Himalaya podcast app, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Bucks. For Frank, I'm Eric. This has been Locked on Bucks. We'll talk to you guys later.